Let's pray. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. I thank you, Lord, for your word. I thank you, Lord, that it is powerful, that it brings life and love. I thank you, Lord, that today I pray that uh, as I speak your word, Father, I pray that it would be you and that you would touch hearts, that you would bring revelation, that you would let people know whatever it is that they need to know today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, have you heard of the America's Cup? Like John Bertrand? John Bertrand's his name. He was the skipper, and he's an Australian uh, yachtsman. And he led his team to victory in 1983. Yes, I know it's before a lot of you were born, but it is Australian history. Just saying. Okay, in 1983, uh, he led the team to win the America's Cup. Now, it was a yacht race, but it was a big deal. This is no small yacht race. It's a big deal. America had held that cup for 132 years. Now, Bertrand, part of of his training was he focused on developing his team's imagination, the ability to visualise different scenarios and outcomes and to imagine themselves succeeding in those situations. He used visualisation exercises, like he'd get them to lie down and close their eyes and also think of different weather conditions. Sailing in different weather conditions, tough weather conditions, but how to overcome it. He'd get them to think of overtaking opponents in a really tight race and how they were going to win. Now, what this did, he'd get them to imagine every detail of that, the wind, the sails flapping, all those things that sailors think of. (laughs) I don't know what they think of, but I'm sure that's what they were thinking of. Yeah, you know, the wind and the waves. (laughs) But he'd get them to think of that and then come out and be successful in that. And what this did in his team, it gave them a deep sense of confidence. It gave them a belief in their abilities. And they began to see themselves unbeatable, capable of overcoming any obstacle. And then in 1983, in the America's Cup, it's the best out of seven races. And at that time, after four races, Australia won America three. So America only had to win one more race. Wow. But they didn't. And then it, was, then it was three all, three all. And in the last one, they were behind. But because they had imagined, they had visualised, even in a tight race, coming from the back and winning, they won. Yay! Yes, they did. They won. And they broke the longest winning streak in, in sport ever, 132 years. And they won. But they won because of their imagination. And from that time, all sailing, like competitive sailors, they use visualisation techniques now. And that's the power of imagination. So that's actually the title of my message message today, is the power of imagination. So this month, we have been speaking about the principles in Dr. Yongi Cho's book, The Fourth Dimension. The fourth dimension, like the third dimension is what we see, you know. I see you, you see me. We're in the third dimension. The fourth dimension is unseen. But just because it's unseen, it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist, and it doesn't mean that it doesn't have influence over the third dimension, because it does. It does influence. So the natural realm... Uh, is influenced by the spiritual realm. 
So Pastor John, and, and we all saw this, he started the series with incubation, the law of faith. And then Pastor Daniel here, Pastor Dan, he talked about a mindset of miracles. I listened to that message. I wish I could have seen it, actually, because I just I could see like sunnies going on and garden glasses. I don't know. I want to see what these, were they goggles? Were they like the garden glasses? I don't know what they were, but it was great. If you missed either of those uh, messages, I recommend that you listen to the podcast. Excellent. So the fourth dimension, like Dr. Yongi Cho, he talks about the principles that are used to equip you on how to pray, how to grow in faith and influence the natural realm and to see prayers answered. Amen to that. Just like what Ashley shared. Not in the natural, but in the spiritual. And And they've seen, Dan and Ashley have seen a prayer answered. Hey, if, you, if you're here uh, and you don't have a relationship with God, I'm so glad you're here today. Yeah. It's not a mistake that you're here. And I'll give you an opportunity a little bit later to invite Jesus into your heart, which is like the best decision I made. Okay, I haven't been a Christian all my life, uh, unfortunately. But I know I'm fortunate because I know who he is. Yeah. yeah, that's right. So it doesn't matter when, it just matters like now. Okay, so... Let's get started. The power of imagination. The language of the fourth dimension is through imaginations, through our visions and our dreams. So in Joel 2.28, it says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Now that's all people. I don't know, uh, like all in Hebrew. Exactly. Right there. It means all. So, so, so it's, not like, it's not like just Menina. Nope. It's not like just Keely. I'm going to pour out my spirit on Keely. I'm going to pour out my spirit on Kobe. No, I'm going to pour out my spirit upon all people. Everyone. Everyone. All people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. And your young men will see visions. So this is irrespective of your race. It's irrespective of your age. It's irrespective of your gender. God will pour out His Spirit. Now, our imagination, it can be a powerful tool for change, for growth, and for achieving what we're meant to achieve. God created us with an imagination. I mean, he's pretty funny, right? But yeah, yeah, but he did. He he did. He he created us with an imagination. In Jeremiah thirty-three three, it says, "Call to me, and I will answer you, and show you great and mighty things which you do not know." Do you know when we don't know something, we can call to God, call to me, and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. And He does that through imagination. Everything was seen in the imagination first. Really, the chair you're sitting on was seen in somebody's imagination. The car you were driving was actually seen in somebody's imagination first. The house that you lived in was seen in somebody's imagination first. Everything is seen in imagination. Lots of inventions, everything. Inventions were seen in imagination first. Like Larry Page, the co-founder of Google, he got the inspiration for Google in a dream. He was 23 years old. And at that time, in his dream, he thought that you could download the whole web, which later on evolved into a ranked search engine concept. So that came from a dream, from his imagination. Albert Einstein, he was a theoretical physicist who developed the theory of relativity. 
and he's widely considered as one of the most influential scientists of the 20th century. One of his quotes is, imagination is everything. It's the preview of life's coming attractions. Imagination is everything. It's the preview of life's coming attractions. You know, scientifically, our brain is wired to, the, to process and remember visual information more efficiently than any other form of information, which means it makes it easier to remember a picture compared to text. If you read something, yes, you can remember it, but you can see something. Like a picture can convey a lot of information in a single glance. So I'm going to show you a couple of pictures. Let's have a look at the first one. Oh, see, like, you look at that picture and it's like, it's like the Maldives. I always think of Dan and Ab because they've been there. Yeah, like, like but, but, but do you see that? Just from that, you know, I could write that and, oh, you know, there's a green tree and a, like, bridge and a bit of water and that, but it just doesn't do it justice. You see the picture and even emotionally, it can make you feel, like, relaxed or it can make you feel, like, in holiday mode. A picture can convey a thousand words. The next one, the next picture. Hey, happy birthday, third birthday. You guys have a third birthday. But do you see this? There's joy in this picture. You see it and it's like, yeah, I'm going to have a party. It's like a happy birthday. Look at the boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, do you see though? One picture already changes your feeling, already is speaking to you. Just like that, you can take them down now. So just with a glance, it can change things. A picture does say a thousand words, and just like that. That's why pictures are amazing. So your memory uses the imagination so that we can recall events of the past, contemplate our lives in the the present, and visualize the future. So how do we use the power of imagination? So I've got three different uh, points that were in the book, that were in the book that I'm going to use here. The first one is to have a clear and vivid vision. In Proverbs 29, 18, it says, where there is no vision, the people perish. We want to have vision. The fourth dimension, the book talks, emphasizes the importance of having a specific vision. You would have heard about, you know, pregnant with the bike, the bike, like the bike and the, the little table and the desk, like with Pastor John's. It's specific, a specific vision of what we want to achieve. It should be detailed. It should be realistic. It should be inspiring because without clear vision, your imagination actually doesn't, it lacks direction. If you don't give your imagination direction... It doesn't have any. So, you know, you might want to own your own home or, or be debt-free or amen here. Or, or you want to, might want to run a, a marathon like Pastor Dan and Steve. Like, I don't know why, but you, you might want to do that. There, there's lots of things in your imagination. You might want a promotion or you might want to get a new job or you might want to start a business or you might want to be a singer. I mean, for some of us, that might be better in your imagination. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not looking at anybody myself. I'm looking at myself. Yeah, better. But, but you can, you imagine it. You see it first. You see it first. Look, I'm pretty sure Pastor Dan, has, he's already, as he's running and practicing for that marathon, is already starting to see himself on the day running the marathon. So we see it first. We can imagine what we looked like with answered prayer. I wanted to sell a house and 
a house I own, not just someone else's, but I wanted to, I just, (laughs) so I I had a picture of the house and I just, uh, I think I I just printed out, I just made a a word sold and I just got some glue and stuck it on the picture and then I stuck the picture on the fridge. So every time I went past, I would go, that house is sold. I started to get a picture with a sold sign in front of my house. That house is sold in Jesus' name. It wasn't, but I started to get the picture. And then God gave me a dream about a specific amount that I was going to get for that house. And it was going to be from the third offer, the third lot of people that offered. I'm like, oh, because oh, he told me that because I would have like, yep, the first one, yep, yep. That's awesome. I'll take it. I'll take it. And he gave me a specific amount. And I'm thinking, we're not going to get that much for the house. Like, seriously, are you joking? Because it was more than the, the market value. And I, I just thought, yeah. So anyway, first offer comes, second offer comes. And I am freaking out because we really needed to sell that house. Really, really, really. It was desperate. And it's hard to be desperate and then, you know, not want to listen to what God has given you. <laughs> like, really, it's just... So on the third, a lot of people come. They offer, counter-offer. They counter-offer. They say, that's the last offer. I'm like, oh. Because <laughs> it's still like, I mean, it was a great offer. It was a great offer. Even the real estate agent's like, why don't you say yes? <laughs> and I'm like, I want to, but I can't. <laughs> and he's like, why not? I said, because like God told me that, you know, it was $2,000 more than what they'd offered. And they were like, it's the final. I said, because God told me like for a specific amount wow. and it's an extra two grand. And, and he looked at me. I thought he's probably thinking, weirdo. <laughs> But he looked at me and and I just think it was just so in me like I'd seen that uh, specific amount. He goes, I'm going to get you that two grand. So in half an hour he rang me, he goes, got it, got it, yeah. But that's what happens when you've got an imagination, when you start to imagine, you know, honestly, God speaks to you in your imagination. I, I like to go to holidays uh, in places that I've never been before. And I really wanted to go to New York. So I got a picture of New York. This is on my dream board. I have that picture of, this is part of my dream board. Down the bottom here. Oops, I'm just starting to see. Down the bottom there, Times Square. Whoop, whoop, whoop. You know it. So I, I'm looking at this. I'm like, come on, yeah. I can see myself. And I mean, sometimes I have, I've done this, but... I know it's a bit weird, but I've cut little pictures of myself and stuck them on the picture too. <laughs> but I didn't on that one. No, I just wanted to, you know, yeah. So, but I would picture myself at Times Square. And then, next picture. Yeah! Woo, 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 woo. Two years later, there I was. Come on. But that's what can happen. You can take that picture down now. Thank you. Quickly, quickly. <laughs> Whoa, I just got off a plane at 20 hours, you know. Like, but yeah, but that's what happens when you put something in your imagination and you start to imagine and picture. And then, you know, it just happens. Because after a while, it just becomes so real. That's the power of your imagination. So another one is like Pastor John this year, he's been talking about, and you would have seen it, one of the first preachers he did this year was about uh, digging wells. And when he talked about that, I kept seeing a gold shovel. I'm not joking. And God spoke to me and he said, you know, here, here's your gold shovel. I'm like, great. I'm not much of a digger, but anyway. And I'm not a gold digger either. <laughs> but, but, but anyway, 
I, I started to, so I, I actually bought this little gold shovel on eBay because I wanted it to remind me. So I have different things that remind me around the house that remind me of things, not just my pictures, but I thought I'm going to get a gold shovel. And God has spoken to me about this gold shovel. He goes, with that gold shovel, he goes, I'm going to dig, get, I'm going to keep digging out gold of you. And then I'm going to get you to dig gold out of other people. I'm going to dig gold out of Ashley. I'm going to dig gold out of Warren. I'm going to, yeah, so... Yeah, don't even listen to that song, Gold Digger, either. Not cool. Used to be one of my favourites, but that was pre-Christian days, just saying. <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, I know. I like the beat, but don't listen to it. Thank you very much. <laughs> but that's what, what you can do. We can have reminders. It's, it's like the reverse of, you know how you, we've heard of that saying, out of sight, out of mind? Well, the reverse works as well. In sight, in mind. What you focus on, what you constantly is in front of you, when you focus on it, it keeps you on track. So, so if you wanted to have a specific car, get a picture of it, go down, test drive it, get the smell of it, like beep that horn. Like, you know, just, just like get, get, like make yourself feel like, whoa, this is going to be my car. And, and then when you imagine it and you're praying for it, that's what you're seeing. You're seeing yourself test driving. Beep, beep, yeah. You, you can see yourself like, yeah, yelling out the window, hey. Get on with it. No, 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 you're not doing that. You're not, you're not picturing that. You know, no little signs out the window either. All right. But, but get a feel of it. Same with if you want to buy a house. Think of it like, what is it? Is it five bedrooms? Is it three bedrooms? Does it have two bathrooms? Start to think and start looking around at houses and start taking pictures of different parts of houses that you like. Yeah, just get a feel of it. Like, oh, wow, doesn't it smell so good? Oh, that new paint, oh, gives me a headache, but it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So just get a feel of it. Or see yourself on a family holiday with your family, you know, like and you, you, wherever you want to be. See it. Get a picture of it. So that's the first point. Have a clear and vivid vision. Number two is direct your imagination towards positive outcomes. See, your imagination can be used for good and it can be used for evil. I know that I've done, I've done that myself. I, I have used that. Because like, we have, like, we have a, a human spirit, God's spirit, which is the Holy Spirit, and there's an evil spirit as well. So there, there, there are things. And, and you know how uh, sometimes you have pictures like the enemy can give you an image of times when you've failed, of times that... Uh, like of words that are being spoken over yes. you. You know how sometimes there's things so ingrained in you that shouldn't be there, that don't lead you to a positive outcome, they lead you to a negative one, that they, they make you hold yourself back in fear or, or shame or anxiety or whatever it is. So the enemy can use pictures as well. That's why we want to direct, you want to direct your imagination towards positive outcomes. See, we can imagine what we don't want to see. Like I could keep saying, whatever you do, don't see a blue elephant. Whatever you do, don't. Don't see a blue elephant. Don't see a blue elephant. Don't see a blue elephant. Who saw a blue elephant? Because your mind is directed. It's so powerful. That is the power of imagination. So that's why we need to lead our minds and direct them towards positive outcomes because our thoughts have significant impact on our imagination. They can inspire 
or limit us. They really can. Imagine, you know, we can imagine the worst case scenario and we can dwell on fears, all those things, but it's much better and, and it's much more for you, for your better, when you can focus on the positive. Imagine the possibilities. Like even uh, that picture of Jai. Jai, I, I think you should like get pictures of stadiums and put them up there and just see yourself playing the guitar. I, like really just like open up. So that's possibilities. Think possibilities. So God wants us to see what he sees. There's a, a prayer that the Apostle Paul prays in Ephesians uh, uh, 1, verse 17 and 18. It says, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that over me every day for a spirit of wisdom and revelation that I might know God better. Wow. Yeah, and then, then it says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which you have been called. So the eyes of your heart, that's not the eyes in your head. The eyes of your heart may be enlightened. Now, the word enlightened, it's a Greek word. Like in the Bible, in this actual scripture, it actually means, it's a Greek word called, uh, and it's photizo. So photizo is where we actually get the word photograph from. So that means like, it's like take a picture so that you would know what is the hope of your calling. So the eyes of your heart would be able to take a picture so that you would know what is the hope of your calling. See, God wants to impress upon our heart an image or picture of things that he has in store for us and that we can be. See, I can stand here and I can take a picture of Dan and Ebony and immediately I see ground takers. I see world-class leaders. So, that, you know, or I could come over here and I can take a picture of Kobe and I see prophetic gift. I see intercessor in prayer. I see prayer warrior. I see strength. Or I can come over here and take a photo of, who are we going to take a photo of now? Hey, like, <laughs> okay, let's take a photo of Ben. Chichink, like he's like, I can take a photo of like, no, don't take a photo of me. That's what he's saying in this photo. Like, it's like, but I could take a photo of Ben and I see man of God. I see family man. I see a man that leads his family. I see a, a man that loves people. Do you see? Like you can take a picture. Like, and, and that's what God is saying. Like the, let the eyes of your heart enlighten you. Let it take a picture to what God has called you to, to what God has called you to do. He can take a picture, take a picture. So in the, in the book, it talks, it talks about Moses. Moses was the leader of the Israelites. He received a vision from God instructing him to build a tabernacle. A tabernac the tabernacle is a portable sanctuary where the Israelites uh, would go to worship, worship God. So in the vision, God shows Moses the design, the materials, the specific measurements, and the details of each component. So it's like Moses took a picture that God gave him and then he told the Israelites and they built the tabernacle exactly with those materials to the detail, with the measurements specifically because Moses was able to take a picture of what God had called him. Come on, isn't that it's exciting, isn't it? 
You know, in 2010, I remember I really wanted to update the furniture in my house. And I thought, oh, you know, it would be awesome. And I worked out it was probably around about $17,000 to do that. And uh, I had 200. (laughs) So I'm praying, but I'm not really believing to tell you the truth at that time. I think it would be awesome, but it's a long way from that. And then... Anyway, yeah, 17 grand, 200, a long way. So I'm thinking it's not possible, it's out of reach. And then I had a dream. I had a dream one, one night, and this was actually a vision in a dream because most dreams are symbolic, but, but in, in most visions are literal. So, but I had a vision in a dream where I was sitting at my computer at home and I was going in to log into my bank account and then boom, up pops the balance, <laughs> woo, and the balance was $20,487. Exactly. I woke up like, wow, that's an awesome dream. So I wrote it down, 20487 but I had taken a picture of myself doing that. So I would continually visualise that, and I'd start, I really started praying like, God, that's what you want for me too. You want me to get that furniture as well. So like, I'm going to pray like, yeah, I'm just going to keep on seeing that picture of that bank balance. And then I think it was on the 14th, of, oh, that was on the 14th of October. And then a month later, was it a month later? Oh, that's it. Here it is. I was just thinking, do you know, I'll go back a little bit now. When... Even though my bank account still said 200, something had happened. I'd encountered God. In that moment, I'd encountered God because all of a sudden, bank balance still the same, me different. Bank balance still the same, inside of me different. I had a substance on the inside of me. I can't even explain it, but I knew. I knew that I knew that I knew that that was going to be my bank balance. It was a substance. Like in Hebrews 11.1, 1, it says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. I'm hoping for that furniture. The evidence of things not seen. I had a substance on the inside of me, like I'm going to get that furniture. I'm going to see that bank balance. And it is a confidence. It's an inner confidence where it doesn't even matter what's going on the outside. I know. I know that I know that I know. So I kept picturing it, kept picturing it. And then in November, which is a month later, 2010, something had gone wrong with my tax returns for investments. They'd made errors in two years. And I got this massive refund and my bank balance was $20,487. Like, come on. Isn't that exciting? Whoa. See, God doesn't show you something. For nothing. He believes in you. He believes in you. Let's believe in him. So good. So I was able to get that furniture. But that encounter with God, uh, I'll never forget that. You know, furniture, it, it, it dies and goes away and it gets older. But the encounter with God, never older. I always think of that. Whenever I'm, I've heard from God and, and it seems impossible, I remember that. That seemed impossible, but it happened. We can encounter God. That is the power of imagination. It can change you forever. Come on. So we've got uh, point one is have a clear and vivid vision. Point two is let it direct you towards a positive outcome. And point three is to take action. See, taking action is pivotal. You've got to make our dreams a reality. Our imagination can inspire us, 
but it's up to us and it's necessary to take steps towards it. Because without action, our dreams kind of remain that, just dreams. They do. In James 2, 17, it says, in the same way, faith by itself, if not accompanied by action, is dead. I remember uh, my mum was coming to visit me from New Zealand and we've had a pretty uh, tense and relationship most of my life up to, up to then. And I, I was a Christian at that time. My mother, I would not talk to her about that because she was totally uh, not for it. Like, don't talk to me about that. And anyway, she was coming over on the Friday and on Sunday I was at church and I just really thought like, God, you know, I wanted to know you like I know you. I wanted, I wanted to know the God that loves me but also loves her. I wanted to know that. And I remember uh, hearing on that day, I think Pastor John was speaking about when we've got a, when we need a breakthrough, when there's an obstacle, our prayer life has to be above whatever we want the breakthrough in. So I was thinking like, boy, this breakthrough is like up here. I better fast. <laughs> you know, fast and pray. Like fasting is, it might be a meal or it might be uh, a day or a couple of days. We usually fast going into powerhouse conference. But I thought, yep, well, I don't only need to fast and pray. I need to fast at the highest level. So I'm just going to have water. So I really made that commitment. I'm like, God, I'm going to fast. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just drink water. Uh, so I started on the Monday. On the Thursday morning, I was at the gym and I had a vision right in front of me where my mum was actually in, the, in our Sunshine Coast location responding to Jesus. I'm like, what? And at that time, uh, people used to go forward on the altar, like would be down here. And I saw that picture and I'm like, yes. Like I was awake at the time, but I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. A few more reps. Yeah, that's amazing. Woo, woo, woo. But I'm excited because I've got a substance. I've got a substance in me. And do you know what? My mother hadn't even landed in Australia yet. My mother hadn't changed her mind about how she felt about God. My, my, no, not at all. But something happened to me. Same out here, different in here. Same out here enlightened in here. So I am thinking, oh my gosh, my mom, my mom. So on Friday, I'm thinking, well, I've got to take some action. What am I going to do? I'm going to have to invite her. I mean, she'd never been in our church before. Uh, and so she's coming on, on the Friday night. I'm like, hey, mom, look at these photos. Oh, look at my son, Ivan. These are some of his friends from church. I'm like, I'm like, you know what, mom? I'm sure Ivan would love you to meet some of his friends at church. <laughs> and she goes, Oh, I like that. I'm like, oh my goodness. I think this is so happening. This is happening. So on the, on the Sunday morning, we get there and I'm, honestly, I'm on fire on the inside, but I'm like very calm on the outside. <laughs> Can you see me calm? I doubt it. But anyway, uh, we're, we're there on Sunday and at the end of the service, you know, an opportunity for her to respond to Jesus and nothing happened. Oh, oh I'm like, I'm downhearted. I'm like, oh. So I'm like, what is going on? I know that picture. I know that I know I know. I know that. What is going on, God? What is happening? So we go out in the foyer. My mother is crying. My mother's crying and she goes, I don't know why I'm crying. I don't know why I'm crying. It's just so beautiful in here. I don't know what it is. It's so beautiful. 
She's been touched by the Holy Spirit. You know, I don't know what's going on. And she's crying. Throughout the day, we're at lunch. She starts crying again. And I'm like, what's going on, Mum? She's like, I don't know. I don't know. Something's happened. Something's happened. Like, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. She, we go home. She's crying. I'm like, whoa. And I'm like, Mum, it's the Holy Spirit. It's God's Spirit. And she goes, isn't it so beautiful? And she's like crying. She's crying. And I go, Mum, why don't you come back tonight? because we have night services. Come back to church tonight. So I'm like, yes. <sighs> so then the opportunity comes again. You know, she does not move. I'm like, I'm like, oh. And at that time I'm overseeing new people. So I go forward because someone else had gone forward. So I go forward and I'm walking about here. And my mother's sitting just a little. I'm walking. I'm just getting up to the front there. And I hear God say to me, step back. And reach your hand out to your mother. So I step back and I'm like, Mum, do you want to come? Like I just mouthed it. And she's like, yes, and she come out. (laughs) Woo! Isn't that cool? How cool is that? You might be here today and you might be believing for someone. Might be your mother or your brother or your father or your kids or, or, you know, your friends or your family. Believe it. God is amazing. He is incredible. And He loves you. Yes. He really does. Have a clear and vivid vision. Direct it towards a positive outcome. And then take action. Hey, could I just ask you to close your eyes? Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, that you're the King. You're the King of our lives, Father, that we can look to you for all things. Lord, that we can call out to you, Father, and you will answer us and tell us great and mighty things that we need to know. I thank you, Lord, that you've given us all a picture today of what your hope is for us, Father, that your call is for us, Lord, your riches and glorious. Oh, Lord, I just thank you, Father, for what you're gonna do in this place, Lord. I thank you, Father, that I see increase in Jesus' Name. I thank you, Lord, that I see impact in Jesus' Name. I thank You, Father, that You are mighty. Let's give the Lord a hand in Jesus' Name. And I invite up Alex.